first and you're the last Ricky Bobby quote You gotta know Work hard, get toe I can't get no sleep, please make my life more simple Miles inside these shoes so I don't stomp by tiptoe Fell a thousand times and still I roll no limp though But I wouldn't trade a thing for what I have I go hard, do what I need to make it last They say the good die young, I hope I'm bad they say the good die young, I hope I'm bad.
Yo, everybody, we live. You know it, Generation Orange co-host Sean Ringer is and my actual co-host. Mark Segolito, what's going on, guys? This side. Uh, <laughs> man, I was looking outside the window. It got pretty dark outside. I'm going to uh, say this just in case, guys. If uh, Mark loses power, because I don't have anything yet over here, but if Mark does happen to lose power and drops off the uh, internet, that's okay. We'll just switch to playing some FIFA, right? FIFA rules the world, man. Um, now, nah, but what's up, guys? Welcome to Generation Orange. Uh, like Sean said, we're your hosts, Mark and Sean. Um, you know, it's and Sean. I don't think we're going to be prepared for today's show to 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 adequately. I mean, to per se, um, we didn't have a we didn't have any show notes. We didn't really prep like we normally do. Uh, so I guess we're going to freestyle today, maybe. Bro, um, and the technical difficulties leading up to the show yeah. for me have been ridiculous. Like, it, it, yeah. I couldn't get the webcam to pull up in Zoom, so I had to restart the computer. I couldn't get Zoom audio to pull up in OBS, so I had to restart OBS. Uh, the chat for Restream is not pulling up both uh, streams chat. It's only pulling up YouTube. It's not pulling up uh, Twitch, so I got to have Twitch in a separate window, which I haven't had to do in, like, months. So it's just like everything is piling up, bro. I'm just like, the struggle is real tonight. <laughs> I feel, I feel hey, like man, I know, feel like I'm the Dynamo or Paulo. I, I mean, I mean, you know, you know what it is. You know what they say. You know, we work hard, but the the devil's always working hard. So you know, we gotta we kind we gotta combat that. You know, regardless of whatever technicalities or whatever disasters that might happen, we you know we still gotta make it through. That's right. Uh, the show must enough, go on, as they say. There you go. The show must go on, and it definitely will. But Sean, you know, obviously, you know, a lot of things going on, not just Dynamo related. Obviously, with the NWSL, Houston Dash, uh, a legend of, of of the Houston Dash. I guess our maybe our first ever legend, uh, legendary Dynamo, Houston Dash player. Uh, it has announced that she will be leaving us here uh, effective immediately, um, but we'll get to that as well. Uh, obviously, Dynamo coming back. MLS All-Star Game is tonight, if I'm not mistaken. The skills uh, Challenge was last night. Skills Challenge was last night. So we got a lot of stuff going on, a lot of stuff to talk about. And, you know, obviously, the the, the, the trash window, Keonis, is officially coming to Houston uh he would be he will be with the team here hopefully for saturday's match whether he plays or not because he has no practices in but you know he'll he should be in houston to at least watch the game and support the team on saturday you know uh if, if not that but uh sean where do you want to start off and I'll, I'll let you i'll let you decide where you want to begin you want to start dash you want to talk mls all-star challenge or uh, Houston Dynamo, what do you want to do? What do you want to start with? Uh, what do I want to talk about? None of the above. I feel like none of this <laughs> stuff makes me in a good mood. But uh, I think if I have to pick a topic, I think I, I, I think I want to start actually, you know, let's kick the show off right with a little bit of positivity like we did last week. Uh, the only positivity we have to, to grasp onto, it feels like at this point, let's talk Dash. Uh, and okay. let's go ahead and go with your poll question of the day to kick off the show. For sure. So, I mean, obviously, if you haven't heard by now, then obviously, you know, you've been under a rock or whatever. But like I said, like I mentioned earlier, our queen, Rachel Daly, she's leaving us to go back home across the pond. And she has officially signed on with Aston Villa uh, after seven years with the, with the Dash. Uh, she was a first round draft pick, number six overall in 2015. Yeah, 15. Um, you know, great career. Our all time leading goal scorer. Uh, with 42 uh, goals to her name, uh, obviously the she brought a, a NWSL Challenge Cup trophy to the to the team. 
she won MVP Golden Boot for, for that tournament as well. So, you know, a, a lot of accolades for, for Rachel Daly, obviously, the last couple of years. And, you know, obviously, she's a, a player of high quality, high talent. And obviously, her winning the Euros, you know, the Euros with her with her home nation of England this year, uh, rose her profile immensely if it wasn't already risen enough internationally. Um, but with that being said, the poll question of the day was, are Queen Rachel Daly's heading to Aston Villa after seven memorable seasons in H-Town? What's your favorite Daly moment? Uh, first game, first dash goal. That first goal of hers was was really amazing, man. Just to cap pretty, off, you know. It was a pretty good goal. Yeah, really good goal. Who would have who, who would have known that you know that first goal was going to be the first of many spectacular goals and important goals in her career with us in the dash? Uh, MVP Challenge Cup MVP, three goals and two assists in that tournament, like I mentioned. Um, assist to Shea Groom to win the cup. To uh, she obviously made that last assist to to kind of put the uh, the kind of put the foot on the throat on a. Uh, uh, I can't remember the team we played. Uh, Chicago. Uh, it was Chicago, if I'm not mistaken. Oh yeah, it was Chicago. There you go to win that that cup and you know and solidify herself as the MVP for that tournament. And obviously the last option, I, I let people write in, but there was only one person who who picked that, but they didn't even write. They didn't write in the comments. So Sean, um, 74 percent of the people vote the MVP Challenge Cup uh, trophy that she lifted. Obviously, for being the best player for that tournament, and in which the Houston Dash lifted the Challenge Cup, the inaugural Challenge Cup. What was your best memory? It doesn't have to be any of these, but what was your best memory from Rachel Daly, or you know, or if it is one of these, you know, why? Why is it your one of your favorite memories? Best memory. This circle doesn't fucking break, and it never broke, and we won the fucking championship because of this circle. Yeah. Rachel Daly during the post-match celebration speech for Challenge Cup. That was the most captain speech I have ever heard in a locker room. Uh, it, it, it was next level, just amazing. The moment was was spectacular, uh, but it was just, you know, the, the speech was just incredible. And I think it set, uh, it, it was a sign of what was to come for the dash. I think it was, you know, there's still been some kind of struggles, I think, throughout the last few years. Um, but it was such a, it felt like such a turning point, right? And, you know, yeah, George, to your point, she's leaving, she broke the circle, but I think we also have to factor in, you know, that what she's dealing with um, and what she's dealt with in the last year, not even soccer related, but her father passing away, who's somebody that was she was very, very close with, uh, and then missing her family during that time, not being with her family during that time, and then going over to England and playing in England for the Euro Championship with the, the England squad, you know, and, and she had been over there recently as well with West Ham uh, in in the uh, women's, uh, you know, England Women's Soccer League over there. And I think it's just you got to understand that, that an international player like that who's played her entire career in the U.S. almost exclusively, um, the opportunity to go back home. Uh, especially when she just emotionally needs and probably mentally needs that, you know, that the fam familial embrace. And, you know, we've seen it from players before where, uh, you know, players have struggled because they don't have that support structure built up for them or they don't have that emotional support structure. And I'm not saying she didn't here, but it's just different when it's your specifically your family. And, you know, I, I as much as I'm sad to see her leave, I think she's, you know, to your point, she's a legend. She's left her mark. She's done everything, you know, that we could have asked for, excluding winning an actual NWSL championship itself. 
but she won yeah. a challenge cup here. You know, she won the next best thing in NWSL uh, or women's soccer in the U.S. She technically won the Euro Championship while she was still a Dash player. Say what you will. Um, and you know, I, I think I get it. And as a result, I'm not I'm not upset by it. I'm disappointed. Not in her, but I'm disappointed in the situation that we couldn't find a way to make it work so that she could still spend either the rest of the season here or whatever. But I, I think, you know, if I if I genuinely take away kind of my fandom and my love for Daly as a fan, uh, I think I can I can certainly grasp and understand her take on the situation and why she would have requested uh, the, the move to be made. Uh, and frankly, you know, let's be honest with the way the Dash are playing right now. And I'm not saying that losing Daly isn't going to hurt. But I think with the way the Dash are playing right now, um, you know, Daly was a surplus. Daly was a luxury. And there has not been a moment in the last five, six, seven years that I could legitimately say that and feel confident saying that. Um, so, yeah. So there you go. There's my thoughts kind of across the board on that. Yeah. I mean, you know, and I have to kind of piggyback off what you're saying. I mean, obviously, as from a personal standpoint, I mean, I, I love what Daly has done for the Dash personally, you know, uh, her attitude, her leadership, you know, and, and her way to kind of pick up her teammates was always, you know, always something that I kind of admire from afar. And and just just to be, you know, obviously to not have a playoff qualification, obviously since the, since the Dash have been, you know, around, you know, it's one of those things that kind of a black eye on the resume, but, you know, it's she, she leaves the Dash better than what they were. By far, you know, and, by far, and night and day yeah, difference, night and day difference. You know, and, and you know what I'd love her to finish this season because it, it looks kind of like the Dash are going to make the first ever playoff season, uh, playoff uh, ter- uh, tournament, and and who knows what happens in playoffs, right? Playoffs are tricky when it comes to things like that. Maybe she could have lifted an NWSL trophy before she left, which would have been uh, a fairy tale ending, right? But uh, but I mean, obviously, you know, like I said. She had a lot of things going on emotionally, especially, you know, going back home, winning that, winning the European title and her home soil, just being around family and friends and people she know, you know, during that time period, that whole month and having everybody to support her full heartedly, you know, even though, like I said, she might have some kind of support here, but not, not, not anything to a level what she has back home, and especially now with her father not being, you know, not being here with us anymore, you know, RIP to him. Uh, but, uh, but you know, like I said, um, I'm saddened. But you know, I but obviously I understand. Uh, you know, for those who don't know, obviously they're going to have an event for her on Friday, doing a dash game on Friday. For those who don't know, uh, there's going to be a, a meet and greet with her. Um, so we'll pull up the there's there's a link somewhere where you might even find it on the dash uh, uh, website. Uh, so that way you can sign up and you know take a picture. We'll get an autograph. Uh, tell her, tell her how much you appreciate her. Tell her, you know, thanks for everything and all that good stuff. You know, I'm, I'm sure she's gonna appreciate it. Because, like I said, I'm pretty sure it was a hard decision for her too. You know, I'm pretty sure she would love to finish the season out. You know, and you know, obviously, a lot of things happen. You know, to to, to kind of make this make this situation happen. Um, in hindsight, you know. You know, obviously, we're all pulling for for daily because you know, obviously, she's a dad, she's the England team. But you know, I jokingly was mentioning to a couple people, man, if I knew this was going to be the result, I should just root for Germany at the final. But you know, obviously, that's just that's just that's just all and you know, good humor. But uh, but you know, congratulations to her again with that, uh, and we wish nothing but nothing but the best. I mean, you know, she lifted the the dash profile for sure. Uh, you know, obviously, we're winning that NWSL Cup. You know. 
and playing in that miniature tournament with Portland and Barcelona and Lyon and actually showing up to that tournament and leaving a, a good mark against world, world-class teams like those two across the pond. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited for her. Uh, we'll see what the next chapter goes for her. And I think Aston Villar getting a hell of a player. Yeah, for sure. Definitely a world-class player. Uh, obviously, she's played now in European Championships. She played in the you know Challenge Cup. She's played in Odebissel for a number of seasons. Uh, you know, she was a very high draft pick by the Dash at the time. Uh, you know, she she's, she's done a lot. Go ahead, Mark. She is. I mean, and it's 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 just that you know, as a fan, obviously, you just have that man. Like you know, especially with how you know Ebony saw Salmon has come in and and you know and just. Uh, took the reins of scoring, scoring goals left and right. Maya Sanchez obviously doing her thing. Shade Room, you know, obviously Prince just came back as well from her international duties. And to think, man, we're missing our 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 best player before we all knew about this, right? Mm-hmm. Our best player. We were talking about it last player. week. We talked about it yeah. last week. <clears throat> yeah, our best player is about to come back, and you know, and it just seemed like, man, all the all the dominoes are falling into the right place for the dash, and this might be a special season for the dash. And and I, and I started just kind of talking like, hey man, you know what? We might we might not, we might need to get off this negative train off the, the, the off of the dynamo, and kind of hop onto the, the positivity with the dash are bringing because this might be a special season and and we might be needed be needing to get revved up for these playoffs and and be out there supporting these girls because they're doing an amazing job this season, an incredible job. And that still doesn't change with daily no, no, no longer here, just so we're clear. No, it doesn't. You know. And, and you know, and, and you know, in the hindsight, you know, obviously, if, if Dash doing the lifting, I mean, obviously, that uh, Daily would get a, a championship ring or a medal, or whatever, because obviously she was part of the team too. Yep. But half season, you know, so so I mean, you know, if not just for that, just do it for Daily. That's sure, do it for Daily. Exactly. But uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, anything else? Uh, NWSL or Dash related? Did you want to get up? Did you want to touch on before we move on to? I did want to touch on. You brought up Ebony Salmon, and I have to uh, wonder if. Maybe just maybe the team had a clue when Daly went to the European Championships uh, or was head, you know, preparing to head there. If she had maybe brought up that she was thinking about it, because a move for a player like Ebony Salmon and in what they gave up, that's not just you know that's nothing to laugh at. Nothing you know that that's a, that wasn't small yes. amount of of assets you know to mm-hmm. to give up. So. I have to think that maybe they kind of had a heads up that this might be happening and they just, you know, they were trying to give Daly the space to process. Um, and then Salmon was kind of the insurance in case it did happen. And and again, you know, as good as Salmon's playing right now, again, I don't want to I don't want to understate what Rachel Daly means and has meant to this team. But on the, the other side of that, the team did well to prepare for something like this um you know in the event that something like this did happen or were to happen um they certainly covered themselves and and provided cover for that loss of player you know again nobody's not going to be quite to the same level of rachel daly but what she's proved already is that in the position she's in uh and, and where she is asked to play and how she's asked to play she's a great fit so um yeah I, I just i think the team deserves a lot of credit for making that move when they did and not just waiting until rachel made the decision yeah, she's, I mean, obviously, you know, losing a player like that, it, it's going to hurt in any squad. But obviously, Ebony, with what she's done and she's been able to do as far as, you know, grabbing uh, grabbing the, the uh, grabbing her boot and making sure she scores those goals has made it, has made that, that loss a lot lighter to hold to withstand. 
So, you know, applause to her, and I hope she continues this touring, scoring streak because she's she's amazing out there, man. She's she's doing the damn thing, and and I'm 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 glad that you know the 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 that front office with O'Neal and them were able to pull off that move and and bring her in because she she's been phenomenal. I think six goals in the last three games, which include a hat trick, a brace, and a brace, and uh, and yeah, let's hope she continues doing it. Let's hope she scores another two or three Friday for daily. So. Uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, just to kind of close it out, right? Six six goals for Ebony Salmon in three matches. I mean, she's played uh, five matches total so far, six goals. Even if you just count all of her matches so far for the dash, that's an incredible number. But to then think that she's only actually scored in three of those matches and has six goals, I mean, that's just an incredible mark. And if she, you know, even remotely continues on that, uh, you know, on that pace, that's just, you know, obviously just kind of, insane levels uh and, and honestly you know ultimately it may turn out that this is kind of a blessing in disguise and that it frees up another roster slot uh the dash at the end of the season will have the opportunity to bring up bring in another player maybe a player they hadn't considered before or a player that they'd like to bring in there's a couple that uh played for real betis uh over in in uh, spain uh that are very familiar with uh juan uh, carlos amoros uh that would be really good fits for the team as well uh, and I could certainly see that sort of a deal happening at the end of the season uh, and just trying to get that player over. So uh, definitely, yeah. you know, there, there's there's definite positive signs uh, to be had, even in spite of this sort of thing happening. Uh, and again, the truth is the Dash are in third place right now. They're a point behind first and second place with a match in hand on second place in the NWSL table right now. Uh, there's a first, uh, the, the team in first place, they are, uh, same number of matches, but again, only one point behind. Uh, so you have to think, you know, any of these spots really first through fourth is really up for grabs at this point. And it falls on the dash players to come out and continue playing at the same intensity, the same fire, the same just fervor and, and determination and drive to win every match from this point on for the rest of the season. And again, you know, what greater inspiration do they have right now than daily, uh, you know, doing it for daily, like you said, do it for daily. Maybe we need a banner that says do it for daily. <laughs> yeah, man. you know, and this and is one, I know we say we're going to move on, but, uh, but uh, we know, never move you, on. You bring, you bring up, you bring up a great point. And obviously now that we have an established coach and, and Juan Carlos Amoros, you know, obviously with his uh, connections in England and Spain, but, you know, we also have, uh, a young player that, that was highly touted that came in from Argentina, uh, Balina uh, who, you know, is highly skilled and, and, they, and they think very highly of her. Uh, and she plays the same position as Daly. So maybe it opens up for her, you know, minutes for her to finally get in, you know, and she's young. She's, I think, 18, 19 years old, if I'm not remember. So, I mean, you know, she's, she's obviously, uh, raw, raw talent, but I mean, but there's a lot of hype around her as far as, you know, um, her being one of those future stars in, in the world, in the world of we, women's soccer. So, uh, we'll see what that, what happens with that. Uh, but yeah, one more thing on NWSL women's soccer is apparently dominating the first half hour of the show. Uh, <laughs> evil death brings up, uh, Gotham has a lot of games in hand. That's a really good point. Another thing, uh, very small news tidbit that dropped today. Eli Manning has, uh, invested as a minority owner in Gotham FC. There you go. Um, the Manning's always finding ways to get involved in things, you know. They but, know smart know, investments, though. You can't argue that. No, I mean, you know, hey, when you can get in, get in. Uh, especially if you can get in early. But, um, yeah, shout out, shout out to the Dash. You know, we love those girls. And, you know, hopefully uh, there's a huge turnout for, for Daly and, and, and 
and for the National Friday. Uh, but yeah, obviously we're running uh, simultaneously with another event that's going on in MLS right now, the MLS All-Star Game. Uh, well, I have never watched one, to be honest. I, I went to one when Manchester United came over here uh, to play the All-Stars. You know, I, I think I watched maybe one, uh, one against Real Madrid, I think it was. A while back, but ever since they went to this format of M uh, MLS or Liga MX, it's, it's never been my kind of cup of tea. It's kind of, yeah, I feel like it's a little bit too much involvement with M Liga MX and MLS and this whole America, Mexico thing, whatever. It's just, I think it's, it's, it's oversaturated already a little bit. I'm getting kind of tired of it. So it doesn't really, uh, doesn't really cross my radar. I don't know about you, Sean. Do you, do you sit back and watch the MLS All Star game? Uh, no, I haven't watched it actually for the last, I don't know, two or three seasons, if not longer. Um, I did, I did go, I did go to Man United versus the MLS All-Stars back in, I don't know, 2007, and, eight or nine, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I went to that game. It was against uh, United here in Reliant. Yeah. Uh, that was a yeah, lot of fun, good. man. I, that great, was great uh, of all of the like big sporting events outside of, uh, Barca versus Bayern, uh no sorry real madrid versus bayern in nrg stadium for the international cha uh challenge cup or international champions cup that's what it was uh the icc uh outside of that match that is one of the most like enjoyable matches i've ever been to in a like in a foot in a soccer state you know yeah. not a soccer in a, a non-soccer football stadium i don't even know how to call nrg anymore uh yeah, you know and I that was it just it was so much fun uh, I got to take a friend of mine. He, he brought his dad. I brought my dad. So it was the four of us. Uh, and, you know, it was just so memorable. And, and you know, something like that, you just, you never forget. Yeah, I think I was with that match as well. It was fun. It was serious. Well, I think, I think if uh, there's another one that I got mentioned was the, would it be the Argentina USA? That was, a, that was a big one. That was a that huge was, one. I was at that one too. I went to that one too. That was a huge one. And that, and that one actually meant something. So, yeah, you know, I was, I was in, actually, I was in Sam's army for that match. I was in the yeah. supporter section for that match for the U.S. And awesome. that hurt. <laughs> <laughs> I will say I have never had, like, that's the lowest amount of voice after a match that I've ever had. Like I had oh, literally man. nothing left to give. No, that was fantastic. But uh, going back to the MLS All-Star, I mean, you know, obviously, you know, not having any Dynamo players involved with it for, uh, for I think, since Albert Felice in 2017 or 18, one of those years or whatever, and I think he was injured during the time, so he didn't even participate in the, in the actual game. Um, uh, so, I mean, it's, it's been a while since we had a Dynamo All-Star. Obviously, Hector Herrera took, took, took part of the, the skills challenge. It's kind of one of those things where, like, he's a big name and that I don't have anybody else out here representing them, so let's bring him over. And, you know, he did a great job with that. I didn't watch that too much either. I saw the highlights on Twitter. I saw a couple, you know, things going on and, you know, which he should, kind of showed out and represented for the Dino pretty well. Um, did you catch any of that yesterday, Sean? Uh, no, I didn't. I watched the highlights of the Hector Herrera uh, thing. I watched the highlight of the uh, final uh, final shot uh, for the, the for the, took MLS from Mukhtar that took MLS over the, uh, you know, o over uh, Liga MX and, and uh, yesterday. Uh, and I yeah, watched yeah. like 30 seconds or 20 seconds of the goalie wars uh, intermission that didn't air on TV, which talk about great TV. They should have aired it on TV, man. It was a good, I have no idea. So. Yeah, it was um, fun to watch. I mean, it wasn't, there's not much to it, but it's still like, it's it, anytime you get to see, you know, goalies kicking balls at each other from that close <laughs> into different goals is great. Yeah. 
I think I saw more highlights of Herrera hugging other players than anything else this, this last couple of days. So, um, you know, shout out to uh, Hector Herrera being such a great hugger out there in this in, in this world and just showing love to obviously his former uh, Mexico national team uh, teammates in Chicharito and Carlos Vela. Uh, keep yeah, recruiting, man, buddy. Keep recruiting. Come on, come on, uh, yeah, Ache, yeah. Ache, Keep recruiting. Obviously, uh, obviously, you know, hey, bring recruit, 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 recruit. That's all it's about because I mean, obviously, if you want to enjoy your time here in Houston, we got to bring a. Uh, uh, players that are on parts of his level at the at the very minimum because oh Lord man knows, Lord, Lord, Lord knows we're for we're not we're not there yet so. how bad uh, do you think this team would be if Chicharito is our starting striker over Sebas yeah. Ferreira how, how bad do I think well, yeah. man you know it, it's funny because I, I get I get into a lot of heated com, com, uh, a lot of heated arguments about Chicharito you know and there's no hate to Chicharito. Look, Chicharito has achieved a lot of great things in his career. You know, obviously, uh, the titles that he won at Manchester United, uh, the time he, I mean, obviously, he played for Madrid. He played for Bayern Leverkusen, you know, and things like that. And, he did, and he's a, the all-time leading goal scorer for Mexico. He's done a lot of great things, right? But, but, but I tell people a lot of times, man, but, you know, when he first came in, the people who thought he was going to replace Slatan Ibrahimovic, and what that what that guy was able to do, I was like, dude, you're kidding yourself. Like you're 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 hype, you're 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 too much on the Mexico hype train, you know. Like this, this is the thing, you know, with all respect, and and, and it's respect to the Mexican culture, to the Mexican fan base, because obviously they're so passionate about their national team that you know that they just you know overwhelm everybody else when it comes to that. And you know, and and that Mexico hype train is just you know just when it once it gets going, it's hard to stop. And obviously, with everything Chicharito has accomplished in his career, you know that's all great and dandy. But I mean, but stops at Ibrahimovic is is like five levels above whatever Chicharito was was at his at, at his prime uh, currently. You know, so so I mean, let's let's, let's slow down a little bit. You know, uh, but you know, like I said, you know, he's been obviously hampered with injuries, uh, distractions, uh, things of that nature. Obviously, I think he does really well for himself as a gamer now. Instead of being a soccer player, it's not his full-time job anymore. It's one of a, one of many things that he gets paid to do. Um, I think he's he's highly ranked in Call of Duty or so, one of those type of game deals or whatever. Uh, it but, is Call know, of Duty. It, it is Call of Duty. It, there you go. So, I mean, so how would I feel about Chicharito being? No, that's not what I said. I said, how bad would the Dynamo suck if he was – Starting striker over Sebas. And then there, there's the sub-question of, do you think Paolo would actually start Chicharito, or is he still going to keep him bench because he's a striker? Well, I mean, uh, obviously they would start because obviously there would be uh, the, the fans are there to see him, obviously the Mexican fans, right? But, I mean, but it would suck because, because look, Chicharito needs good service, great service to be to be productive, you know? He's, 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 that, he's, that, typical, he's that typical nine, that prototype nine that, you know, if you pass him the ball, he's gonna find a way to get it in inside the box. He's he's a poacher. That that he is. He's great at doing that. But as far as creating his own shot, making his own you know moves to get in there to create space to create a shot for himself, he has not. He's never been. He's never had the speed. He's never had the velocity for that. Never been able. He, he's never had the dribbling skills to do that. You know, Sebas on the other hand, he he can't create the shot for himself. He has to do it too too often, and then you know obviously now with a little bit of tape on him, man, just know have noticed like hey, if you just put a couple guys on him, he won't be able to create his own shot. 
plus he's not going to get service because there's nobody in the dynamics to service him the ball. So you you kind of you cancel out your you cancel out the dynamics number nine easily. So you know, do I think you'd be doing better than Salas? No, no. Realistically, I don't. I don't. Um, you know, uh, Chicharito could be doing better. Like I said, I mean, he 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 is getting paid like a, like a top notch player because of obviously everything that he's done in his career, his allocates. So you would think he would provide a little bit more than what he's actually doing now. But you know, LA Galaxy don't have the best team in the world either. I mean, we 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 when we say Galaxy, some of us still have that kind of that thought of the Galaxy of the old, the ones that you know have the the group of stars that are winning championships and things like that and representing MLS to the fullest out there internationally. But that, that Galaxy has been long gone for for a minute now. Uh, I don't think they've been in the playoffs for almost four or five years. Except Damn, I heard so. that through your mic. <laughs> that yeah, it's pretty, it is, it's pretty loud out there. Wow. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, you know, yeah, I think Sebas is is currently a better number nine than Chicharito. No, totally fair. I just, I just was curious. You know, it was no, more... no, it's just a good question. Great question. Great question. Um, but let me ask you this, uh, Sean. I mean, uh, I mean, like you know. These, these this MLS All Star Game, obviously it doesn't matter to us because playoffs is not really any 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 concern for the Dynamo. Like I said, we don't have anybody participating in in the match. But let's say you're a team like LAFC, right? Carlos Vela is participating. He's obviously a focal point. You know, you're in the midst of trying to win a supporter shield. He scored. To... Vela scored, by the way. Oh, shout out to Vela. Vela, Vela. Vela's actually doing what he's paid, getting paid to do. Sure. Uh, you know, as as a franchise and as a coach, you'd be kind of frustrated because, like, why why is it why is this game during, during a time period where you you you're, the transfer window is about to close? You're you're trying to acclimate new players that you brought in from the transfer window, you know, and then on top of that, your your top players that have been chosen to go represent your team are going to play an exhibition game where they can possibly get injured so close to the playoffs, you know, like. Imagine if Vela gets, a, you know, pulls a hand or something during this game, and 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 and, it, and that's going to be a big hurt for LAFC. When when would yeah. you when would you advocate for playing the the All Star game or or an All Star celebration type of match? Dude, to be to be honest, I don't scratch the whole thing. All this, uh, All Star games are are an American thing. But this know? is American soccer. No, no, no. Well, American soccer is football, American football. <laughs> so, I mean, like, but like, but like I said, you know, it, it, it's just one of those things where, like, I mean, like I said, I don't watch it. You don't watch it. You know, I'm pretty sure a lot of people are on the same boat. I'm pretty sure the the, 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 the range for it are not, are not that that great. They can't be that know? high. They absolutely they, cannot they, be they, that they high. Can't, they can't be that high. I mean, it, it's one of those things where it's, it's just there because it's there. If we were doing the show right now, I'd be watching the Astros, you know? That, that's, that's what I would be doing. Um, but but with all realistically speaking, I mean, if you are if you are going to do this, do it like I don't know, make it a preseason thing, you know. I mean, obviously you you want you want fans to vote on it, but maybe they, they can vote for whatever they've done last season or whatever, you know. Because to do it this late in the season and you and you and you almost, you know, and and something that happened to one of these major players for one of these teams that are fighting for playoff positioning and and things of that nature. How how do you how do you explain that as a lead to to that team, you know, like how do you say to this team like oh I'm sorry well you know this and that 
you know, they I have think, to represent. Yeah, I was going to say, I think Kenny makes a good point. Honestly, I think with League's Cup, it will make uh, All-Star Game irrelevant. I think it that's should. a good point, actually. I think it's a good point. It should. Like, like I said, the All-Star Game is just there because it's an American tradition as far as sports goes. Well, I think there's really? also I think there's also just something to keep in mind, and that is that players get bonuses for be, being an All-Star. Um, yeah, and they get paid even if they're just voted in and don't end up playing for it uh, in the match. Um, and so I think there is some level of, you know, players have, you know, especially your American players where, again, this is a very American tradition. Your American players, they grow up watching all these other leagues and it's kind of a highlight for them in their season. But your international players and, and again, that's your top, you know, top 30 percent of the league are international players with the exception of one or two Americans. You know, none of them give a rat's ass about this game. They really don't. And, you know, and, and I agree. I agree with you. I frankly 100% agree <laughs> with you that this all-star game and, you know, the skills challenge is one thing, right? Because you're not out there tackling each other. Yeah. Um, you know, okay, that's fine. But uh, an actual match in the middle of a season when teams are, like you said, fighting for playoff spots, not the Dynamo because we don't do that anymore, apparently. But... Uh, you know, the teams that are, yeah, it, it is dangerous. It is dangerous it is, it for is, their players it, to be it, out it there. Is, it is, man. It is. And and just, and just to be like kind of, you know, not to sound so negative towards it, but I mean, like, you know, you say, obviously, you know, a lot of, you know, American athletes grow up wanting to be the best in whatever league they're playing in with this and that. But I mean, American athletes playing in MLS, their dream is to go abroad to Europe. And Europe doesn't have anything like that, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're not gonna, you they don't have a Premier League team of the year or something like that, you know. That you get that you, you give them give them a bonus if they make if they make best eleven in MLS, you know that. Okay, that 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 that, that actually has more has more uh, it's more decorative than being an MLS All Star because it, it's, it's all it is is popularity contest. Honestly, you know, I mean, like you're not gonna. It's very tough for a player. Who 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 was uh, let's say a homegrown who's actually doing things you know maybe he's a, 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 a one of the top five in assists or top five in goals you know to be there when you have big names like you know Chicharito Carlos Bella you know or, or Gareth Bale all, all these other players not to say that they're they're there but to be but you know you have those players there available to to, to represent the MLS but yeah I, I think it's one of those things where they should scratch I mean and, and not just not just for this league. I mean, look, the Pro Bowl for the NFL has become re really irrelevant. You know, the ML MLB All-Star Game is, you know, like I said, the skills challenge about it, like, I love the home run derby, you know? I love the slam dunk contest when they actually have dunkers in, in, in the NBA, you know, who can actually dunk. You know, I love that kind of The skill contest was cool um, for the people who saw it because I saw a lot of positive things about the skill, the skills challenge. That's cool. Let, let them go do that, showcase that. Cool. But yeah, having this game this late in the season when when playoffs are around the corner, if if, if I'm if I'm one of if I'm one of those teams, honestly, I'm, I'm nudging my player and be like, hey, fake an injury, like, yeah. hey, yeah, yeah I rolled my ankle, bro, I can't play. Yeah, like you, you, <laughs> your hammy, your hammy hurts, or, or you know your your cheeks hurt, you know, whatever, something, you know. But uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't need it. Yeah, I mean, again, I, I agree. I just it, it it seems superfluous at this point, and it seems like it's a it's a, you know, it, it's definitely a, an attempt to be entertaining. But I think, you know, the, the real point to be made here is that the quality of soccer in that level of match is not indicative of the quality of soccer in either league. Um, and I think, you know, if if they want to have a good display to really 
put forward, you know, both of the leagues as an actual, um, you know, uh, you know, this is what we actually, how we actually play in, in league play, or, you know, this is what our clubs are really capable of. It's going to come down to something more like the league's cup. And I think the more that that, you know, gets highlighted, the the less and less all-star game will, will be kind of cared about. And the more and more all-star game will just kind of disappear from everybody's periphery. And I, I would say even this year, it's disappeared pretty far. Like, yeah, there's your handful of diehard MLS people or soccer, you know, American soccer fans that are watching, but you know, that that's not enough to sustain that level of a match for, for, you know, for very long. Yeah. I mean, imagine, imagine it being in Houston. MLS, according to Kenny, MLS actually has a rule where if you're injured or injured for the all-star game, you have to sit out the next league game. Yeah, they did that to Slatan this last season, and then because they they were trying to fight for the to get to the playoffs, and Slatan didn't want to be part of that because he, you know, Slatan was 39, 40 years old, and he's like, no, I know my body. Why am I gonna go for? Why am I gonna go risk my body in a in a, in a game that doesn't matter for anything for to 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 up my profile? I'm Slatan Ibrahimovic. If you don't know me, you don't know you don't know God, you know. So that's basically the mentality about it. But, you know, but, you know, one thing that you brought up about, you know, like bonus stuff like that for being an all-star. I mean, I understand that there's incentives like that, but how about putting those incentives towards, hey, if our team makes the playoffs, you get X amount of dollars. They already or, do, hey, th- those are already included. Well, there there yeah, would not I mean, be extra. It's already included. I yeah, think or, I think uh, I want to respond to C's point here. C Sanford says it's fun to watch. And I think it's a great advertisement to help to grow the league. It could be better, but any attention is good attention for MLS right now, in my opinion. I would argue that um, it's not a great advertisement to help grow the league any more so than like League's Cup will be or CCL. Look, the, the biggest moment of this season was Seattle lifting the uh, the CCL trophy. There's no greater moment this season that's going to compare for you know advertisement for MLS across you know globally you know or even it's, even even in you know across Mexico or across the U.S. Look look Concacaf uh, in general has far more you know visibility for for something like CCL than say All Star Game. You know for me and you know just to go off see and I look and see Sanford is one of those you know optimist MLS supporters whatever it's that and, and that's great like I said you know you need those kind of fans and you know and. Obviously, All-Star Game still was shown because of fans like him. But, you know, but if you're telling me All-Star Game or League Cup, I would have League Cup, you know, because it's a tournament to it's a tournament that your team basically that your that your team can be involved in to help build the chemistry, to help build a, a unity, win a trophy at the end, and win private money, you know, for the for, for the club, for the franchise. It's it, it's one of those things where, look, Concacaf is our Champions League. League Cup could be our Europa League on this side of the world. You know that I yes, I rather have that. I rather them focus on League Cup and trying to make that a thing, you know, and make that our quote unquote Europa League or our or our Sud- or our Copa Sudamericana, which is the second tier below Copa Libertadores. I rather them focus on that instead of this Liga MX versus MLS crap because I, I don't care for it. I don't need it. I, I, I wouldn't, and you know, uh, C C responds back. Uh, uh, if Dynamo had a couple players in it this year, we might all be singing a different tune. I'll be honest, no, I wouldn't. I, I'd be more upset. I think even if we had players in in All Star Game, because 
it, it would, it, I mean, to be honest, and, and a lot of this would be dependent upon how the Dynamo are playing, but if the Dynamo are playing well and they had two or three players in the All-Star game because they've been playing well, I think to Mark's earlier point, I'd be upset that those players might get injured while playing in the All-Star game. Uh, and if we haven't been playing all that well, um, you know, but we still had two or three players, then I, I still wouldn't give a damn. Like, I have no reason to give a damn about the All-Star game. There's literally nothing of value in the All-Star game, you know, for anybody. And then on top of that, I mean, look, if, if we had animal players playing today, would they play? That they would have to be limited on Saturday's game, which is an important game if, if we were in playoff contention. You know, like, what do I want? Let's just use Seven Star for example. Do do I want Seven playing forty five minutes in an All Star game, and him not being available for the full ninety on Saturday? Or him not playing that offside game and him being available for me the full game, which means something more to my club and my franchise and to my fans. That's basically what it is. I mean, like I said, yeah, would it be would, would it be sitting without what I maybe watch if I, there was a Donald player on there? Yeah, may, maybe I glance at it, maybe, but, but still, I wouldn't have any care for it as well because, like I said, the timing of it is just not right because you're so close to the playoffs and, and if something were to happen to one of these players, you know, and you return that player back to them injured. How do you explain that? Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, uh, in YouTube chat, actually, uh, it had a couple questions related to is Hector Herrera playing in the match or is even on the bench. The answer is no. He was only uh, essentially brought in as a last minute replacement for a player who got injured, who was scheduled to be in the skills uh, challenge. Uh, and so uh, Ache Ache was only in the skills challenge. He's not even on the bench for the all-star game. And uh, again, you know, I think as far as all of us or the most of us are concerned, that's probably for the best. Uh, he also says, uh, hope, hope I get the, hope we get the win Saturday. Uh, I mean, it would be nice to get a win. It's been a, been a, been a minute, as they say. Been I, um, it's been a minute. Been and, a minute. Um, you know, we're going to see an old, an old, an old, Familiar face and Romel Kyoto. And I'm gonna tell you right now, Romel Kyoto is gonna be fired up for this match, dude. Like, you know, it's funny. Um, I think I was reading somewhere where they said the Dynamo match is almost like a 20k, but we all take it sold. But, 19k, you know, yeah, 19k, so, 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 something like that, right? Which is, which you know, it's a 713 game. Uh, it's another opportunity to you know to go to an event downtown for a cheap price, you know, and, it's, and that's good. Like I said, that, that's why I said. Every game from here on now, maybe excluding the the last game, which is I think the Galaxy or maybe the LAFC game, make every one of those home games seven one three games. Because what I mean, what do you have to lose right now? What do you got to lose? You know, might, you might as well throw it out there. But anyway, with that being said, this is a seven one three game against uh, Impact Montreal. We're going to have remote Romel Kielto graces back on PNC's uh, pitch. Uh, he is uh, their leading goal scorer with eleven goals in season right now. Man, it would be nice to have an, uh, somebody play, somebody scoring 11 goals for our, for our team right now. But uh, with that being said, I mean, obviously, you know, Kyoto, former, Dyn excuse me, former, former Dynamo player. Does Kiki Struna still with Impact? I don't know. Yeah, I think I he know. is. I think he's still with the Impact. Okay, so, so we got a couple, a couple of old, old, old uh, familiar faces coming over to see us. Um, but, you know, with that being said, I mean, you know, he had a brace against Inter Miami last last week. You know, big ups to him. You know, I uh, think he had it in the first thirty minutes. Uh, he, he's gonna come in here motivated. You know, I, I think 
I think I, I think Glenn said it perfectly in the show last night. For those who, have, who don't, you know, soccer matters on ESPN at the five, obviously, with Glenn Davis. He was talking about, you know, he's going to come here and motivate. He's going to look here to score not just one, maybe two goals, or if not, you know, get thrown out of the game if, if, if it's not going right. It's going to go out of one or two ways. He's either going to score on us or he's going to get thrown out, which, you know, I, I, I mean, dude, I mean, obviously, the his ending here in Houston wasn't the best of endings, you know, obviously, with the allegations of whatever was going on in his personal life and, and things of that nature, and uh, he had to be moved on. You know, it's an unfortunate thing because I think he would have he would have done really well here in Houston. I mean, imagine right now having Kyoto, somebody who can feed the ball to 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 Celis Ferreira. You know, uh, on the left hand side. <laughs> you know, well, it could have been right, but uh, Montreal, I think right now are third or fourth place in the Eastern Conference, so they're in the midst of of playoffs. They're, they 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 look set to make the playoffs. Uh, they, they, you know, they obviously have a, a veteran team with, you know, obviously you mentioned Struna, uh, one of your old top Spurs players, uh, Victor Wynitum, something like that, if I remember correctly. Is on Victor Wanyama. Wanyama, there you go, Wanyama. Wanyama. Easy pronunciation, bro. Wanyama. That's even how it's spelled. W-A-N-Y-A-M-A. Victor Wanyama. Wanyama, but I'm gonna go with Wanyam Yam Yam. <laughs> no, that's that's Gigi Wynaldum, like she's uh, like saying. Anyways, uh, but but yeah, I mean, you know, they're they're gonna be they're gonna be motivated. Obviously, just they're they're trying to collect points and move up the 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 pole position in the Eastern Conference to try to catch up to I think Philadelphia and New York FC. I think those are the top two in the Eastern Eastern Conference. So they're gonna be highly motivated. Not not just the personal. Vendetta that Kyoto is going to have on the Dynamo. The whole squad is going to come in here motivated to to secure points because obviously the Dynamo are on a downward trend while they're on an upward a trend. So I mean, what yeah, are they've won. Positions? They've won three of their last five. They drew one of those and lost the other. We've lost four of our last five, I think, and drew. No, we lost three of our last five and drew the other two. Yeah. So I mean, what what are your expectations for this match? I mean, obviously it's a uh, you would hope. I mean, it's man, it's tough, bro. The last two matches. I mean, to get pulverized six zero against Philadelphia, and then to lose in Vancouver the way we did, man, the way they did. I don't want to say we because I wasn't in the picture. I hate people say that. I mean, you're not a loser, you know. Let's be real, you're I mean, not. It, it, it's 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 um, it's hard, bro. Like I mean, and then that match was a Friday night. Like, dude, my eyes were so heavy. I was like, fuck, man. Like, but you know, I was I was I was willing to pull through because you know they were winning one zero. I was like, man, we need these three points. You know, Vancouver is missing like half the squad. But whatever, it was all there laid out for the Dynamo to win, right? Eighty seven minute, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. You know, let's do it. We're on long. Boom, one zero, one one. Man, are you serious? Okay, fine, we'll get. And I'm trying to keep say positive. Okay, we're gonna get a point on the road. You know, you know, road points are always far and far and far away from each other when it comes to the dynamos. Okay, we're gonna collect a road point. Ninety second minute. What? I like. I turned that TV off so quick, man. I was so upset, dude. My eyes hurt. My I got over with the headache the next day. I was like, "Fuck, man! I can't, I can't believe I lost sleep for this." This bullshit. That's okay. I got yeah. up at uh, bright and early to watch Spurs uh, decimate uh, uh, 
who do we play? Uh, Southampton. Yeah, Southampton. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, obviously, I had the happiness earlier that day because Arsenal opened up the season Friday against uh, against some club. I can't remember. We won against two zero. Oh, uh, Crystal Palace. Yep, y'all beat uh, Palace. You know, but but you know, with that being said, I mean, damn man, like Sean. You know, and shout out to everybody who went out to you know Phoenix to watch it over there with the surge. For sure, shout, shout out. out to the people who shout who went to the uh, to Phoenix. Yes, shout out to the people who showed up at Pitch Twenty Five to watch it with the with the Dynamo. Y'all the real ones. Yeah, y'all the real ones because man, dude. I mean, you know, some of the guys from the surge who were there at Phoenix. You know, they, they I, you know. Look, I look. How, I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this, y'all the real MVPs because yeah. there certainly is not a most valuable player on this squad. Yeah, because man, dude, I, I I was upset when I fell asleep that night. I can only imagine how upset I would have been if I, if I if I was out there in fucking Phoenix. Oh, night. bro. <laughs> oh, I would have uh, spent another like fifty dollars on alcohol. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not even lying. Cool. Like I gotta just black out. <laughs> I don't even want to not... drive home. I'm gonna just I'm... Uber. I'd be like, you give my keys to the bartender and just give them to me in the morning. I'm gonna Don't stop. Myself. Don't stop. Just keep it coming. I'll fall asleep yeah. on the bar. Don't worry. Yeah, I'll, I'll follow. Somebody put me in the bed of my truck. I'll fall asleep there. But yeah, man, it's it, it's it's pitiful, dude. Like, you know, and, and then like you see these press conferences, these post-game conferences with, with Paulo, and he doesn't say anything different. You know, and there's nothing, not, not, nothing different. You know, there's nothing to to really. I don't know. know. He said something different after the last match. Yeah, but I mean, there's there's really nothing to hang your hat on. Like, there's no. I feel like 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 just the whole spirit has been crushed. Like, there's nothing there. You know, and it, and, it, and it's and it's kind of an ultimatum where you know where I'm kind of already like, okay, fuck. You know, Paulo's gonna come back next season because you know that's Pat's guy. That's who he chose or whatever. So the ultimatum's kind of already been made. Where like. Hey, the coach is gonna be back. You guys aren't. So, if y'all want to show up that you want that you want to be on the squad next season, then you better start showing up now. If not, then kick rocks. And I'm just like, fuck it, man. I guess we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, you know, I I think there's questionable subs, questionable tactics. Uh, Paolo looks like a man who is just so scared to even try anymore in terms of like something innovative. Uh, everything he puts out there week after week, match after match is just bland. Uh, it, Paolo ball is like watching Jose Mourinho, but like the bad Jose Mourinho that didn't win anything. Um, that Jose Mourinho, uh, the one that everybody hates, uh, he, he wasn't just bad with Spurs. Um, but uh, the, the, the last season with Madrid, he was bad too. Yeah, yeah. He, he was he was real bad last season with Madrid, uh, or the last season he played, he was with Madrid. Um, but yeah, I mean it's 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 frustrating, and we all know it's frustrating, right? Like like everybody, nobody is unaware right now that the the fans of Dynamo are frustrated, pissed off. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, between being vocal, between you know, between being. You, you know, and, and the comments from from Glenn of you know the media needs to be you need needs to hold have more you know accountability and put more pressure on the club and so uh, you know the fans got to put more pressure on the club. I don't know what we can do in this kind of thing. situation because well hold on before we get to that, yeah. but right. I, I don't know what we can do. You know, you, you, we just talked about it, the it feels <clears> like that decision's already been made. The Paolo's coming back next year. And so if that's the decision that's already been made, 
I mean, yeah, we could go ahead and we can, you know, silent. I've seen silent protest ideas. You know, I've seen walk out of the match after the 30th minute. I've seen don't even show up to the match. Just go watch it at pitch 25 and have a big ass party there instead. I've seen just stay tailgating out in the lot for the whole match and don't even go inside the stadium. You know, I've seen all these different ideas, but, but at the end of the day, I don't think that's going to have any impact. I really don't because I think that there has just been an acceptance of the the level of mediocre and it's not even mediocrity. If we were average in MLS quality right now, this team would be competitive. We'd be buying for a playoff spot. It's it's okay. I'm a, I'm, I want to get back to their thought that happened. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I just needed to finish that but, before I forgot. Thank you. But it's but it's so stupid how approachable MLS playoffs is, and the Dynamo can't get there. They can't they can't even make a little run just to keep us and, and just to keep us intact and just to keep us just to keep us you know intrigued enough to to, to want to continue the season right because to, it's honestly like dude i'm done like i'm done like 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 don't don't even tell, don't even say playoffs to me like like we can't even win a game you know like you know they say over five points away from the playoff line or whatever seven points whatever it is now it doesn't matter it could be two points it could be 29 points it doesn't matter it's not happening. But I want to go back to what you were talking about, about the media. You know, listening to Glenn show yesterday, man, you know, um, he had Victor Ariza, you know, obviously who follows, who does Dynamo stuff, whatever, with the striker. And Eddie, who's his, you know, obviously uh, his his co-partner on, on, the, on the telecast. Man, dude, like, you can hear Eddie's emotions I'm, I'm talking about this. Like, he was on the phone, and it sounded like he was shedding tears. And... And you know, it is it is a grown man, you know, that you know, but this shows how much how much this he really cares about this, you know. You know, he stated, you know, that he's been wanting to leave for a couple of years now because he just hasn't been in, in love with how the, the, the organization's been run and stuff like that. Obviously, whatever, you know, and you know, he's happy with the new with the new buyer and all that stuff, right? But prior to that, he's been wanting to go, but he's just so He's like, man, but I, 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 I want to leave, but I, I can't. Like, I, I, I love this club and this city too much. And, and, and he's like, man, I talked to some of the old guys, you know, like, you know, obviously, like, you know, Brian, Stewie, you know, Brad, you know, but all these guys from from, from, the, from the championship years, and and it's like they all asked him, like, dude, what's going on? Like, you're right there, you know, you're part of the whole thing too, because you know. This and that, and he's like, man, I don't know. Like, it's just, it just all of a sudden took a left turn, and we've just been going left for the last day. <laughs> and 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 it just, and, and and no matter how much we think that we're coming back to the right side, something derails us, and we go back going left. And and and, it, and it's and it's you know for him, somebody who was part of this 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 franchise as a player, as an assistant coach with the Dash. Obviously, as a commentator with 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 the, with the television broadcast, you know he's seen every aspect of this organization, and you know to see it from his glory days to what it is now, and it, it's it's a crap of a franchise. Like, dude, like I could understand his emotions behind it and how why he feels so defeated when he, when he talks about this because we all know, like Sean, you you me know. You know, a lot of the guys here on the chat know, and a lot of people who are going to watch this later on probably know, this isn't going to be an easy fix. 
unfortunately. You know, we're, we all talk about like all like like oh my god, like all these contracts are gonna fall off this end of the year. The winter transfer window is gonna come up. You know, you have all these European stars that are out of contract that can come over, like blah blah, blah this, this and that. Like, like I'm gonna be. I, I'm gonna say something right now that might piss off a little bit of people here, but I'm gonna say it because I want y'all to get this in y'all heads starting now. Like, don't ex even though you should expect a, a multiple amount of new players to come in, don't expect a multiple number of game changers to come in. You know, you can bring in new players. Anybody can bring in new players, you know, whatever, swap out players here and there, left and right. But, but what we need are game changers. One of the things that Eddie mentioned, or uh, I don't know if it was Eddie or it was Victor, or it might have been Glenn himself, they were talking about the Kionis signing. Which is great. Look, the kid might be great. He might end up being some some something in the future or whatever. But like, but that's not what the Dynamo need. We we we, we talked about this, Sean, one of the prior shows. If it wasn't last week or two weeks ago, like this club doesn't need to be focusing on trying to find diamonds in the rough or young players to groom and to elevate. No, we need players who are already made, who understand what the the objective is and what the goal is, and who can come in and contribute immediately. We don't need no adaptations. We don't need no time for them to get accustomed or used to. No, man. Like we need the players that are going to come in and automatically hit the hit the ground running, score the goals that we need that we need score, make the plays that we need made, make the defensive stoppage that need to be done. We need all that done immediately. I don't need to be waiting to see if Jonas is going to turn out for us a year and a half, two years, three years from now. If he does, great, but I don't need that right now. I need proven players, high-quality players, high-caliber players. You see, uh, we need transfer fees. We need players that, that, that know, understand the game, who understand the quality that is MLS now, not what it was 10 years ago, whatever, because we're stuck in the past. We need quality players as of now. And uh, Kenny says on us, we don't need stars. We need one great winning when it's net. You know, it doesn't matter. Like, I don't care about a brand name, a star, player, whatever. I, I, I need players who can play. Who can play, you know? How, so let me ask you a question, you know, Sean. And how, many of, how many of you guys on here in the chat, Sean, you can ask, answer this question yourself, too, if you, if you feel the need to. Knew who Chucho Hernandez was before he came over from from Watford to, you know, for 10 million to, to come to this crew. Uh, unless you're just a diehard player, a diehard fan that watched the English Premier League, and obviously Watford was in the Premier League last season before they got uh, uh, relegated. But, you know, not so many people know who Chicho Hernandez was. He's not he's not a brand name. He's not a high-end end player. But you know what Columbus crew did? They paid the transfer fee to $10 million. They brought in a player who's going to fit their system, who's going to impact them immediately. And he has no problem, you know. Why? Why can't we find? Why? Why can't we go get that player? Why can't we go get those players? Like you know, like that. That's the signings that we need this offseason, this winter, this winter offseason. You know, it's 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 not the hey, we paid five hundred thousand dollars to get an Argentine player on loan with an option with an obligation to buy or an option to buy if he turns out to be okay. It's not a hey, we're gonna get a Colombian for seven hundred fifty thousand. 
you know, with um, or on loan, you know, because with the obligation to buy it, it turns out, no, dude, spend the 5 million transfer fee, 7 million transfer fee, 10 million million transfer fee to bring the players that you need now. We have the resources. That's that, at least that's what has been told to me. We have the resources. John? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, good points all around for sure. Uh, you know, I think the part of Kenny's statement that I, I, I don't want you to miss here is, uh, yes, he says, you know, we don't need stars. We need one great winger attacking mid and the right group of role players. Uh, you know, yes, you still need those, you know, 200, 300, 400,000, 500,000 transfers for those role players or trades within MLS or, or you know, signings or whatever you mm. want to call them. You do still need those players. Those players are important and look no further than LAFC for proof of that. But you still need that one linchpin in the attack that is capable of being the generator. And at this stage of, uh, you know, of Dynamo, it is not Quintero. And and this system that uh, Paolo Nagamura is 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 continuing to force upon not only the players but this club and this team is not the right system for having a true uh, a true number ten in there, uh, a, a, you know a, a true a true distributor of the ball in the attack, um, and you know Quintero for all of his quality there are plenty of matches where he is, he disappears. And look, that's been a known quantity with, with Quintero. He has highlight real games. And then he has games for four five, six matches in a row where he maybe has one moment of, you know, of, of, you know, sheer brilliance, but then he has, you know, 80 plus minutes where you're like, why is he even on the pitch? Um, and if that's the guy that you're relying on to be your creative generator for the attack, that's why Sebas is not getting the service he needs. That's why Thor, when he's in there, is not getting the service he needs. That's why, uh, you know, it wouldn't matter, but that's why Fafa, you know, Pico is not getting any service. To be fair, it wouldn't matter. He's not going to score it anyways. But even if he did get the service, you know, it, it, it would be different. But the, the fact is, when you have a match against Vancouver and you managed a whole two shots on goal in the in the First, I want to say it was like 60 minutes of the match. Two shots on goal, and you led 1-0. Like, that. that is just absurdly you know, bad. You know, think about it. Do you remember the beginning of the beginning of the season when there was a lot of hype? No, I can't remember, man. That I can't remember that far back at this point. Well, okay. Well, there was, there was a point in time where the Dynamo were, the, were a number two in allocation order, right? They were like, oh, man, you know, but Dynamo allocation orders there's all these players that, that can possibly come back to the league and the Dynamo have a can have a, ch- a go at them, whatever is that. And it's like nothing ever happened with that, right? You know, and you know, we we would make fun of like uh I remember somebody was making fun of Cincinnati that they were gonna go for like a, a three feet of wooden spoons or whatever is that. And and it doesn't look like that's gonna happen anymore. Um, but you know, but I got but I gotta give a shout out to like Cincinnati in that front office, man. I mean, because you know, look, look what they've done during that same amount of time from that period when the Dynamo had the number two overall allocation uh, order when they, and when they had them, they brought in they brought Lucha, Lucha Acosta back, you know, to the league, who's the top assist guy in the league, you know. Uh, they brought they, they they brought in last season uh, the, the Brazilian kid, uh, I can't remember his name off the top of my head right now, but, you know, he's, he's, he's doing the damn thing. They just brought in uh, Matt Nizaga to, to, to solidify their defense, you know. 
Like these are players that were that were available for the Dynamo. I mean, Lucho Acosta is the, the number ten that we should have been picking up for. for long I've been breathing, I'm talking about the Dynamo need a ten, need a ten, need a ten, need a ten. They need a ten. They need a ten, guys. They need a ten. Dynamo need a ten, guys. Guys, can we get a ten? You let them go to Cincinnati. You know the the laughing stock of the league for the last couple of years because that was the only club that was doing actually worse than the Dynamo. You know. And, and now look at these guys. These guys are like fifth or sixth place in the Eastern Conference, going to make the playoffs, you know, with with the, with our old with our old school head coach Don Don Kinnear as an assistant, you know, and helping those guys out, kind of you know steer the ship in the right way. Like, why? Why? I mean, why does it seem like everything becomes so difficult for the Dynamo to do? You know, you know there is uh, <laughs> there is one thing that puts the Dynamo season after season at a pretty significant disadvantage, and and I think it goes very lightly discussed or talked about because it doesn't seem like it should be as big of a thing as it is. But we don't we have fewer international slots than any other team in MLS year over year. Just the the base number that is handed out to teams. We have one fewer than every other team. And that doesn't seem like that should be that big of a deal. But when, you know, 50% of your roster, approximately, if not more, or 50% of your starting lineup, if not more, are international players, that starts to add up real quick. Those slots are valuable slots. Yes, they only go for 50 to 60K, and I have to wonder why we can't afford to buy one of those, apparently. But it, it is the the... It puts us at a disadvantage immediately out of the gate. Now, with that said, it falls on Pat and it falls on Asher and it falls on the front office to figure out how to build this team without having that extra international slot. And, you know, from what I've seen so far, I feel like we brought in some good talent players and I feel like they've shown that on the pitch at various times throughout the season. But I come back to this point. There's a lot of Paolo enforcing upon everybody else his desired style of play, trying to be that manager that dictates, we want to play this way, and I'm going to be very rigid with my approach. I'm not going to allow any, you know, any shifting from that. And the problem is, is his style of play and his tactics don't match the roster as it's currently constructed. They don't match what players we currently have on the roster. Now, in two or three seasons, if he has the right players for the mix, Maybe that changes, but from everything that I've seen from Paolo, if he doesn't get the right players to fit his system and his desired style of play, then he can't coach. And if he can't coach with the wrong players in, in the system that he has, and he's not willing to change from the system he has, then to me, to be honest, I don't want him as coach. And I've said this time and time again, a good coach, even a mediocre coach, would be able to adjust their approach and adjust the tactics and adjust the formation to bet to 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 absolutely put players in a position of success utilize their strengths to the best of their ability look we know that fafa pico is not a distributor of the ball on the wing so why do you keep putting him out there and asking him to put in crosses we know that's never going to work and there was a comment earlier from cc saying that you know uh tons of service but it's all bad service Exactly, because we continue to ask wingers that are not wingers to do the thing that they are not good at doing. We do not have a talented crosser and serviceman out wide to play this style of play and this tactical approach. And if that is the case, and again, nobody denies that. 
But if that is the case, if that is the case, even if we get a really good distributor of the ball, this team is not going to improve tremendously because your coach is unable to get the most out of every other player on the pitch. And that is a demeaning, a demoralizing, and frankly, a defeatist attitude as a coach to have. And if you wonder why it looks like Paolo has lost this roster in this locker room, it is for that reason, because he does not allow players to play to their strengths and he gets frustrated when they don't listen to him. I would get good. I would get better service with a dense network satellite right now, currently in the current weather that I'm, that I'm dealing with right now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> then, then, uh, then what any winger has been able to provide to Sabas or Thor, whoever's up there, right? And that's the same. You know, we talk about international slots, and you know, yes, we're, we're we have seven when everybody else has eight. And you know, with New York Red Bulls having nine because we gave them ours forever. I guess. I guess. Forever means forever in MLS, um, but but it's 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 crazy because you know not 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 I think yesterday DC United bought an international uh, slot from New York FC if I'm not mis if I'm not mistaken for fifty thousand dollars. Okay, cool. If that was available, why didn't they just spend fifty thousand and design Kionis and and buy their instead of letting Pash money go and then look at him now you know signed with. Near Red Bulls with dark with their extra international slot that they have from us forever. The irony, the irony. It, it's, it's it's poetic. But with that being said, I mean yes, we can as 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 a front office they have to understand that they can't focus too much on the on the on the international you know side of things. They also have to produce players locally. You know, uh, who would you think is our best? local i mean best non-international player on the senior squad yeah on the senior squad currently steve clark steve Cl yeah i was gonna say it'd have to be steve clark yeah it, it, it took me a split second to think about that i was like that's a good question like you know like like that's our, a 38 year old goalie is our best you know national player or, domestic or, or, player or, yeah or domestic player there you go that's the word i'm looking for domestic player that, that that we currently have, that's that that's that right there should show you the where the where the franchise the where the franchise is at. You know that it's a shame. It's 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 pitiful. Like it is realistically, and like I said, I don't want to I don't want to harp too much on it, and I don't want to put too much blame on Pat and Ash and those guys because I know they just came in right, and unfortunately, whether we want to or not. We're going to have to see this through with these guys and, and hopefully that they make better choices than the previous regime, you know, did. And, you know, obviously with the with the influx of money that's supposed to be brought into the club, you know, hopefully we can turn this around quicker than than, than another half decade. You know, because like see, Stanford said 18 months ago, Cincinnati was a dumpster, dumpster pie. Absolutely. If you tell me 18, 18 months from now, the Dynamo are going to be Playoff contenders, I'll sign up for that right now. I'm cool. 18 months, cool. Let's do it, you know? But so here, here's the thing, that. right? You bring that up, but or you you kind of bring that up, but since he didn't stick with the coach that they had when they realized he wasn't good enough, they had to go get a different coach. Yeah, because you have to have you have to understand the players that you have. Look, Sean, let me ask you this. In business, sports, whatever you want to call it. Is it, is it easier to get rid of one manager slash leader or is it easier to get rid of 50 
employees slash athletes? That is a really good question. I would say there is a caveat to that. If if I'm the CEO or I'm in a position to make that, uh, you know, have the authority to make that decision, it is easier to get rid of the manager than to get rid of their subordinates or teams of subordinates, as the case may be. Um, exactly. I, I would say there are, you know, situations. Oh, yeah, yeah. Caveat yeah. to that. Well, but, well, but, well, but yes, I, I, yeah. I know. I'm just I'm just <laughs> just saying, no, just saying, well, just saying too far into details about it. Just is it is it easier to get rid of one person as opposed to getting rid of a group of people? You know, so, it's, it's so yeah, but Kenny brings up a good point. And again, I'm not I'm not I don't want to validate Kenny's but, point, but it's a good point. Have the employees yeah, sucked like under it. two different managers so far? Is it how and and again, I am firmly Palo out. I'm gonna be Palo out from yeah. you know until the end of time. I don't I don't care if he has success, honestly. I don't. I really don't. I don't like what I've seen so far. And he's not changed anything, in my opinion. And I don't think it's gonna it's gonna happen. I uh, greet and Kenny point is fireball. Yeah. Don't keep. Yeah, you don't keep one. If if, if look if, if if the team is struggling and the manager has struggled as well, you get rid of both. And I'm on board with that. One hundred percent. But what but what I'm saying is okay. If if if, if you can't have a complete roster flip over during this winter transfer season, right? Because because of MLS restrictions and stuff like that, it makes it a little bit more difficult to just like European teams, hey, just go buy whoever the hell you want to go buy, right? Sure. If, if, if you can't make the complete overturn of the squad and you still have to keep a couple of players here and there because you still have to form a team have and have a base of the team, right? Why why would you still want to have Paulo in charge of the of, of those of those of those players? Well, you know, the same, the same, okay, look, when, when, when Tab was fired, great. We were like, okay, cool. These players sucked. The level was, the player, the, the player level is not there, but, uh, but a different voice, a, di- a different structure, a different environment might, might bring the best out of them, right? We can, we all hoped, right? It didn't go well. Okay. It didn't go well. It has not gone well. It, it has not gone well. Uh, and, to that point, just real quick, uh, uh, just just hold your thought. Just literally hold your thought. I want to bring this up because Kenny brought it up. Kenny said, we are literally two fluke matches against Chicago Fire, and I don't remember who the second club was, from being as bad as we were last year during the summer. Okay, you can go. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, we basically had American tab and just went to Brazilian tab. You know, and that, that's all we did. And this is this is why I can't I can't accept these rookie coaches that we keep having because, like I said, as much as I'm harping about trying to bring in young, super young South Americans because they're diamonds in the rough and you're trying to groom them, stop, okay, stop hiring rookie coaches to to try to groom these young players. This this is their first go around in professional teams. You know, do you think they need the act the extra layer of of of, of work or or extra layer of of responsibility to groom these young players up while they're while they're trying to do deal with the fact that they're trying to run a franchise that's been in the dumpsters for the past decade. I mean, it's 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 a tough it's a tough gig right off the bat, you know. So look, Only- I, 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 I'm going to just tack on to what you're saying. We don't have to look very far to see what a difference the right coach and a coach with with an understanding of tactics and in football has a few football IQ and, and can talk about that stuff. And, and, 
and one who has proven that he is at least a quality coach at the professional level. We only have to look over to the dash to see Juan Carlos Amoros, who has proven it with Real Betis. Now, granted, it wasn't it, they weren't the best team in Spain. That's understandable because they also weren't in the top tier league in Spain. But what he did was he proved that he understood how to be a professional coach with professional players in the women's game. And now he has come here and he has applied a lot of great things to this Dash squad. And we're seeing the Dash squad elevate themselves, even in spite of not having all their best players back in the roster. With that being said, you have to think that there are coaches like that available out there in the European market or other markets. And I know that MLS in general does not have a good track record with coaches that come in from outside the league. But I think the reality is that may be our best bet right now because we've tried inside the league and we've tried U.S. national team, uh, youth national team. Neither of those work. The only possibility that I would be okay with a coach that that is currently maybe possibly going to be available come winter, end of winter, would be if Greg Berhalter was available at the end of winter because it's somebody who knows Pat and can work with Pat. Proved it their time in uh, in Columbus. Well, so you know that, but that's a totally different situation and a very you know, just as far-fetched as me trying to push for Tata Martino. Although, again, if Tata Martino's available, I'm hard-pressed to say you don't you don't throw the money at him and say, Ted, back up that damn helicopter. Forget the bus. We giving him the damn helicopter. But, but, but you know, but this is the thing, like, and, and can you make a great point about forcing the foreign coach to have somebody with MLS experience in the staff? I agree 100% with that, just so that's clear. Because, like, you know, look, Foreign coaches haven't had the best experience of MLS, right? Sure. The, it, it's, a different, all... it's a different league. We all know that, yeah. too. It, it's a different mechanism than I used to, right? But you know why Tata Martino was that one exception to have a great to, – to be because he started from the from the ground up with Atlanta United and, and built that club alongside uh, – what's his name? Uh, Carlos Look what Bocanegra has been able to do after after Tata Martino left him. Nothing. Nothing. Failure, we talked about failure. that. You yeah. remember when yeah. Tata Martino yeah. was yeah. leaving Atlanta United? What did I say? Remember yeah. what happened when when Miguel Almaron was leaving, and what yeah. I said was so, going to happen? So so look, I'm just excited because I was right. We're, 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 we're talking about the Dynamo losing a bunch of contracts, having having not not being. I, I, I said this myself. We need to take it back and and make this like an expansion type of deal for us. Sure. You know, sure. pretend pretend it to pretend it'd be an expansion or an expansion franchise, and this is the rebirth of the dynamo. I'm just gonna say, I'm just gonna use Tata because that's the coach that you're enamored with, whatever. You know, yeah, but it could cool. be it could be so, anybody. I so agree. so let's like you bring in a, an experienced coach like that to help build from the ground up who understands what he's looking for and and, and the type of player profile that he needs to succeed. Okay. Now it's 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 Pat Asher's and Ted's job to provide the funds to bring the players that he needs over, okay? Yeah. Or to find or to find a level of player that fit under whatever budget or, or whatever slot or whatever mechanism the MLS allows them to bring in. Whatever. That's that's the best that's their job. But you bring in an experienced coach to build it from the ground up. That way, when you go into the next phase, whether it be the summer transfer window, you bring in the next batch of players that you need to better improve that squad and so on. But when you have a rookie coach who doesn't really understand what, what his philosophy is, because he's had no philosophy. He's yeah. a rookie coach. It's been handed to him. He, it was you handed know, to him in, in KC. Yeah. He, he only knows what KC's done, you know, and, and granted he came from a winning environment, but, but 
the Olympic KC right now. You know, look at Casey, look at Casey's style here in the dynamo. It's not working. Excuse me, it's not working at all. So I'm, I'm for I'm for look. If we're gonna if we're gonna tear down everything and just and, and burn it to the ground, burn it to the ground and start fresh. Let, can, and, can I ask you a question based on that? And and this is to chat as well. Would you as a dynamo fan accept Re, you know, two, I'm going to say two years, two years of well, three years of mediocrity, if it meant uh, uh, three years of mediocrity versus, uh, let's say, two bad years for one excellent year. What's, okay, so what's a better what's a better scenario for you? Three mediocre years or two years of just crappy play getting ready for the one big year. What's the one big year uh, consist of MLS Cup final appearance? I'm making it tough on you, buddy. <laughs> I mean, shit, I mean, look, I couldn't blame anybody for going either way because, I mean, obviously, like, 2017 was great, right? And that was just a U.S. Open Cup trophy. Yep. And, well, no, I'm sorry. 2018 was great because it was U.S. Open Cup trophy. 2017 was great because it was a playoff run out of nowhere. So I, I just want to feel that experience again, dude. Like, I just – I, I like I, – need that in my life not just you and not just fans but the club needs that right now right like yeah. the club needs that level of a success right now um you know i think you know kenny kenny you know continued talking related to to tata martina who also had dario sala uh who understood mls on his staff but that's a coach who understands what he needs around him in order to succeed that's not what paulo nagamura is that is not how paulo nagamura has been he doesn't look surround himself with achievers. Look, look at his stats. Look, look at his stats. He has three goalkeepers, former goalkeepers on his stats. And we can't keep the damn ball out of the net. Like, like what is that? Like, yeah. how do you have, how is your number one assistant the former goalkeeper for Kansas City? Like, you know, like, what, what does he bring to the table? He, he's a rookie himself. Like, like, what, I mean, if he was a rookie, if he was, like, if he was a rookie head coach and he had somebody behind him that had a lot of experience, okay, cool. But he's a rookie head coach with a rookie assistant with another rookie assistant. You got Paul Rogers has been there forever, and then and then you know whoever else is there. That's it. Like the staff, the staff itself is is uh, it's, it's laughable. Yeah, uh, you know, I just. I think here, here's the other thing, right? And this is the question I think we'll kind of leave on. We'll, we'll answer this question and we'll kind of leave on this. We'll do predictions, of course. But um, And this is open-ended. I'm not expecting to answer this this week. In fact, let's not answer this this week. Let's let's mull over it. Um, you know, the, the real, real thing to, I guess, think about here is I there's a part of me that says, does Paolo need to finish out this season if the Dynamo... Do like if Pat really does not believe in in Paulo, he's not going to say it. We're not going to get any public, you know, publicity around that. Nothing's going to be said publicly. It's going to be behind closed doors. But if let's say the Dynamo are working to sign or to to grab a head coach for next season, there's somebody who's going to be available in the winter window for whatever reason, uh, but somebody that they can actually put in that position come the winter, you know, the winter winter period. Um, and it's someone that has that, maybe they don't have the pedigree, but there's someone like a Juan Carlos Amoros or somebody who has proven that they at least know how to coach at the professional level. Um, if they do that 
and that coach is, is backed by resources from Ted and ownership and all of that, then is there a reason to believe that next season could be a season where we start seeing success? Again, let's mull it over. Let's think about it. I want to go into predictions for this weekend's matches. We've got Friday night is Dash. Saturday night is Dynamo. And I think Sunday might be Dynados even. So I'd love to get all three. Mm-hmm. Well, where do you want me to go first? Let, let's start with that. Let's go Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Let's go in the order. All right. Dash versus Louisville. Obviously, the hype the hyping in most because of Rachel Daly's farewell. Um, Louisville being the team that traded away Ebony Solomon. No, that was well. KC Current. That was not Louisville. KC. Are you sure? Pretty sure that was KC. I don't think there's anybody left in the left in this uh, group that would be able to tell us that is watching the show right now. But I'm pretty okay. sure that was Casey. I'm gonna have to look at that. Okay. I thought it was I thought it was Stan for sure. But anyways, okay. I'm shit. I'm just gonna go speak with because I think the dash now out here they're gonna they're gonna prove a point. They're gonna have a lot of high emotions and that they wanna and I think there's gonna be a, a nice sized crowd because of the daily daily's farewell. Uh you. yeah, I think it says that you think it was Louisville too, so maybe point. it was Louisville. So if, if it is the revenge game for for, for Solomon, man. Four one dash. It was Louisville. I'm actually looking at the at the kit. It was Louisville. Okay. See, okay. All right. Yeah. See, see, see. I'll follow my wheels a little bit. Um, four one dash. Man, four one dash against Louisville. Louisville's a pretty decent team, but I I think that uh, you know I'm gonna say I'm gonna say three one dash. I like the one. I think the one makes sense. 3-1 dash, Ebony has a brace, and uh, Ryan Garris gets a goal as well. Louisville's only won two games all season. I know, but they're good. They're still a decent team. Man. You know, records being what they are, it is, you, you know, you can <laughs> always look at that and say what you will, but there are teams that have better records than they should have. There are teams that have worse records than they should have. So. Okay. So on to Saturday. Kyoto with the Dynamo. <laughs> oh, bro. Uh, this is where ther- therapy goes out the window in reality. Man, gut checks everybody. Dude. Let's hope. A 2-2 two, two tie. I'm hoping. I'm being optimistic with that. I, I didn't want to say what I wanted to say, but I'm being optimistic with this 2-2 two, two tie. You ready for this? Go. Four-nil <laughs> Montreal. Oh, okay. Away from Montreal. Okay. Kyoto's gonna have gonna have at least a brace, if not a hattie. Uh, I mean, respect respect for Romel if he comes in here and just dominates. Yeah. Because for sure, for sure. You know, he'll he'll have earned it. Yeah. Kenny says one one because Kyoto has the red. I mean, let's be real. I could see that too, right? I could see it going either way. But I, my, my gut like, says the way this team is playing, and I mentioned this earlier. Someone said, oh, Kyoto's due for a red. I said that might be true, but I don't even think this team being up a man could still win this match. So that's why I was being optimistic because I was thinking 2-2 because Kyoto would have the brace and then have a red like in the 80th minute or something like that. Sure, but do you really think that the, that this Dynamo squad, even being up a man, would be able to to, to win a match? Let's be real. Or, or be honest, pull out a draw? <laughs> To be honest, I wanted to say 3-0 impact, but I wanted to be the optimistic one because I know you've been... <laughs> and then I went I higher been, anyway. <laughs> I, know, I know you've been negative Nancy towards Dynamo in these last couple of uh, hey, look, shows. Look, but... you, you, you know <laughs> it's bad when Sean has gone negative. Yeah, no, it's negative bad, Sean. bro, it's bad. Hashtag negative Sean. 
Dino Dose. Who are they playing? They're playing Colorado. Colorado. We'll be in Colorado. Oh, wait. That's not until. That's not until. Sorry. I am wrong. That No, that is. That's Sunday. They play in Colorado on Sunday night. They're playing in Colorado? I'm pretty sure it's in Colorado. Damn, they can wait till next week and we'll work. No, no, never mind. Sorry, it's here. Man, I'm totally out of out of uh, boy. I'm struggling here. All right. Yeah, it's it <laughs> it is it is here. It's at Aviva Stadium. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Man, those boys are doing the are doing the damn thing. Must Marcelo be nice. Paul, Marcelo Palomino's a free kick ma- mast- maestro. But he can't for, see the pitch for the dynamo team that hasn't scored a free kick goal in how long? Right. Okay, cool. Uh, I just want to throw yeah. that out there because fucking Palanagamura sucks as a coach. Yeah, man, Colorado. I don't. Look, I'm not. I'm not gonna sit here and, and and pretend like I know anything about the Colorado Colorado Rapids too. But I know what the Dynadels is, and I don't, and those kids they impress me every time. Every time I see a score grow, every time I see a highlight, every time I see whatever reels that they show on on social media, those kids are doing a damn thing. They 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 wear that kit with a bunch of passion and and and, and they embrace it. Um, three one. I'm going to throw it out there just so you know, Colorado Rapids dose are currently in ninth place in the Western Conference in uh, in MLS Next Pro. Oh, okay. 3-0. Yeah, they're not a very good team. Uh, in fact, Please importantly, shoot. they've only scored 27 goals and they've given up 46. So, 3-0. 3-0. I'm going to go real on this one. We're talking a 5-1-5-0 victory right here because legitimately, as good as the as Dyna Dose has been, they can score goals. And as leaky as Colorado Rapids two have been, they give up goals. This is perfectly built for for uh, for the Dyna Dose to come out and get their ninth straight home victory at Aviva Stadium. MLS says four uh, two in a PK shootout. So uh, let me re- let me just refresh my Miranda. We're about to end the show here yep, pretty soon. Yep. They, they 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 get a point if they tie, and then they get another point if they win the penalty shootout. Correct. They would get two points instead of just the one for the draw. Okay, okay, okay. Cool. Well, guys, uh, Sean, anything else you want to add before we close out? Uh, just I want to answer C's question real quick, even though I answered it in chat. If you're not, and I'll let you answer this, and we'll close the show on this note. If you're Naga out, are you Bundy in as interim head coach? Uh, I'm, I'm in forever. I, I, if, they, if they want to ask me to coach it for a couple of weeks, I'll go out there and do it. That, um, am I hearing the thunder through yours, or what's that? Yeah, it's, it, it's, 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 it's wow, pretty, bro. It's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Um, guys, you know, obviously, I'm hearing you. it here. I'm hearing it here too. <laughs> thank you for the support, guys. You know, obviously, you know, we try to be here all the time, uh, every Wednesday as much as you can. Uh, I'm not sure about next Wednesday because I know we're gonna, a lot of us going to be traveling the next day to Colorado to go see the Dynamo in Colorado for some reason. I'm not sure why, but we're going to be out there. Uh, but yeah, guys, you know, appreciate the support. And uh, like we always said, you know, since Hector Herrera's up here, two H's for H time, hold it down, continue holding down, even though it's harder to hold it down sometimes. Cause you've been acting reckless Flood the ring and I bust down the necklace Doesn't mean a thing, just know I spend it Doesn't change a thing, just know I spend it on you Get you Louis if you want it, no that's not
Tell me that it's something, but it's nothing, no You ignore me, but you're always on that phone Acting funny, but you tell me that you love me, though